gonna ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. All right, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This much is fucking good at social dynamics and relationships. That's like a shot of a dip. Yo, what's good, my friends? It's Adam here, and welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio strip taken right from the YouTube live sesh. I opened it up to questions on dating, relationships, social dynamics, anything in the world of human interaction. So you guys can join those live sessions over on YouTube basically every Friday, 10 a.m. Australian Central Standard Time, for the time being anyway. Now, if you guys would like to receive a quick sip of social dynamics every Friday, you can sign up to the free weekly email newsletter, The Bowl Sip. Every week, I send out a free article on Fridays. That's actually taking me quite a bit of time to write nowadays. They used to be pretty quick, but now I go real deep into them. I also use it as a way to update the resources of wisdom, which you guys can find at boldojo.com. So any quotes I found that week, uh, any music, updates to the Panda Emperor Sexy Time playlist or the We Take 9000 playlist, you know, all those things, anime, documentaries, movies, anything that's going to the resources of wisdom, you can stay up to date with that through the bowl sip so all you have to do to sign up to it is just head to boldojo.com slide your email in and then check your inbox for the confirmation email and also for all emails going forward if you don't think you've received it on friday just check your promotions folder in gmail or your spam folder in outlook etc because basically any email that has links in it gets automatically thrown into the uh, promotions thing so if you don't think you got it, just check those folders, okay? Now, if you guys are looking to dive into a little bit of deeper educational content, you can head over to boldoja.com and number one, pick up the brand new guided meditation, Eternal Energy. It's a deep dive into who you are and a guiding hand into evolving beyond. Featuring five tracks. Number one, cultivating your scented energy. Number two, revealing your darkness. Number three, creating your light. Number four, unlocking your sexual flow. And finally, wrapping things up with the fifth track, One Energy returning you back to the hole. It took me a solid two months to produce that bad boy and it's an absolute journey. So if you would like to dive into something a lot deeper, go ahead and pick that up at boldoja.com. Along with that, if you are looking to get your day game sorted, your social dynamics sorted, if you've been walking down the street and you're seeing a beautiful woman, you just don't know what the hell to do with yourself, well then I've got you covered there as well. Adam's Crash Course Kick-Ass Day Game eBook is also available at boldoja.com. Quick action guide. Most importantly, it is not a sit in your chair at home and read and then go hmm that sounds theoretically reasonable you need to actually get out there and apply that's what it's intended to be used when i created it it was meant to be something you go out with come home with reference with in terms of real world action it just doesn't really make sense until you're actually going out there and meeting people so that's what it's intended for you want to use it as your uh, teacher as your guide as your kind of pseudo adam along your journey. Along with that, I highly recommend pairing up a 30-day challenge with it. Anyone who buys the ebook, you just need to check your emails within 24 to 48 hours afterwards. I personally email basically everyone with a little tips for the ebook. And in that email, I recommend you get on a 30-day challenge and pair that with the ebook. Uh, it's just it harkens back to how I got my journey and how I corrected my life at the beginning, corrected my social freedom, freedom of choice in my dating life came through the 30-day challenge it's powerful so that's what i highly recommend and if you guys want more uh information on the 30-day challenge i often drop links in that email as well and then finally for those that are really looking to dive deeper create action plans bust through their limiting beliefs i do offer one-on-one skype coaching 
the bowl inside is probably the best way to go, which is for my deeper level clients who sign up to packages. Packages are completely customizable to you based on frequency, based on volume. But basically what bowl inside members get over once off Skype sessions is number one, priority messaging. They get access to my private WhatsApp number and within 24 hours, I will respond to them outside of Australian weekends based on anything. They need feedback on a situation they're dealing with this girl, this guy, family members, business relationships, etc. Want to check that text conversation, want to send me that audio, I'm going to be there for them. The second benefit Bowl Insiders get is priority bookings, which basically means you get fast-tracked that if you want to get in a session today and maybe someone was 50-50 about it, well, you get that session. You get your session times prioritized above everyone else. And especially for my clients uh, around the world with arranging time zones, it proves to be quite beneficial. So if you are interested in diving into the Bowl Inside packages, then you can just hit me up at bowldojo.com. In the product section, you find all the links there and actually the links to everything I've just spoken about, guided meditation, ebook, all at bowldojo.com. Just hit the product section and I'll see you soon. Now, if you guys would like to support this channel directly, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link. You can do this two ways. Number one, on bowldojo.com, in the Boulderjo podcast section, there's actually a donate straight through the website uh, link right in that section there. So you guys can get that. Or you can also just go straight to PayPal, which is paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, Adamui, and you can donate anything that you wish. And I just want to say that whether you donate through the Super Chat on YouTube or you do it directly through the website or PayPal, anything that you donate is so greatly appreciated. It just helps keeping this show going. It lets me know that you guys truly value it. So thank you so much for all that have donated in the past and for all that will in the future. Anthony Kanchesta. And with all that being said, let's finally dive into social Q&A live. Yosha! Moshere. Moshere. Goju Niban, episode 52, how to transform from a boring nerd to fun lover. We have an absolutely packed session today. For those of you here in the YouTube live chat, you may have just seen my little comment there that says, we are doing a special edition, special edition infill breakdown. Uh, Not that I'm going to be showing the video, but I'm going to be using some audio files to paint the difference and some of the principles of a very boring interaction or an interaction where some principles, risks weren't taken. And so it goes nowhere and it seems very boring. And then an interaction in which that risks are taken and you can see how much more entertaining, how much more fun it is, how much more the woman is enjoying the interaction, how much more I'm enjoying the interaction. And so in this session, I, in the bowl sip last week, prepared you guys by saying, you got to watch Pirates of the Caribbean, the number one original 2003 Curse of the Black Pearl, because I'm going to be heavily referencing uh, that movie and a couple different characters in that Uh Jack Sparrow and Captain Norrington, because that's going to be a really good juxtaposition between boring nerd and fun lover. I've got a DM here from Instagram, uh, probably not going to mention his name, maybe not yet, but he's sent me, that's like the reason for why we're doing today's session, but I've loaded so much into this session, like what's going to happen, and we haven't done an infill breakdown live ever, uh, and also, and not, not have I ever shown or put up any infield in a very, very long time. As I said, it's not going to be video. It's just going to be audio, which I'm comfortable with um, because it's just for the educational purposes. And I don't think anyone could get mad at that. So, but it really paints the difference between being a boring nerd and being a fun lover. So if you guys are new to social Q&A live, go ahead and smack 
that thumbs up down below. It helps support the channel, helps support the video, lets it get sent out to the rest of the group. Uh, also, say hi in the chat, drop a comment. We will get to open Q&A at a certain particular time, but we've got a lot to get through today with a preloaded question from Instagram. Uh, head over to at Tang one if you haven't been following there yet. So we'll get that first, but then later on in the session, anything on dating, social dynamics, anything in the world of human interaction, you can drop your questions in there. And of course, you can use the super chat option to get your question bumped to the top and that donation goes back to supporting the channel, which is most appreciated. So yeah, and shout out to any of my world bowlers that are going to be up in this session as well in the private Facebook group. So let me just say hi to some of you in the chat and let me just zoom this shit in. I always, this is the last thing I remember to do. Also guys, because of the... uh, I do apologize for the technical difficulties difficulties last week. Could someone please let me know in the chat if number one, the audio level is good and if the video is also in focus and crisp. Just let me know before we really get balls deep here. So first person up in the chat is the initial T, aka Atakumi-kun. <laughs> Say yo, good to have you here T. Uh, Boy Next Door says, hello Adam, double exclamation mark. But nerds are fun too, lol. Yeah, nerds are fun, just not boring nerds. Uh, boy next door, I've never seen you in this chat. I've never, uh, I don't I don't know, what's your first name? Because I'm not going to keep, refer- if you're going to be here for a two to four hour session, I'm not going to get referred to you as a boy next door. <laughs> so let me know your first name and what country you're from as well. Uh, T also coming up, Mr. Takumi, also coming up in here saying, ha, ah, this, this title is prime, lol, feeling called out. <laughs> Yeah, audio is vid and mint. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you for that feedback, Takumi. Uh, <laughs> and Boy Next Door also says, love the cab. Dude, you got to tell me what your first name is because I'm not going to keep saying Boy Next Door. All right, so that's that's a good bit of fun. That's a good bit of fun to kick things off. Oh, who else do we have here? We've also got a Jay New up in here, aka Johnny Nguyen saying, embracing my inner nerd, haha. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to learn to harness that nerd. I started off this podcast... Uh, very, very tactically setting up the menu for what we're doing here today, but let's get straight into, let's get straight into this Instagram DM. By the way, shout out to those of you that know the thumbnail of this YouTube live stream. Hopefully YouTube doesn't pull it, but YouTube pulls thumbnails now. Uh, shout out if you know what scene that movie's from. No, what movie that scene's from in the YouTube. It's very good. So, uh, here we go. It's one of my favorite movies. Rubbish acting, but it's just great story. So here we go. I got this Instagram DM from, I think I can say his first name, but just in case he's not comfortable, I'm just going to refer to him as, I call him, I call him Sal. I call him Sal. All right. So Sal sent me this DM on Instagram saying, hey, Adam, quick feedback from the last, oh, hang on, that's actually got nothing to do with it. That's some stuff to do with him building purpose in his life. Which is good shit, but not to do with today's podcast. So I'll move on from that. Here we go. After telling me about him doing work on his purpose in life, he says to me, I'm on the process of developing some micro skills, such as body language, vocal projection, and vibe. I feel like I've been getting stuck on cultivating a nonchalant vibe. As from some feedback and observing my own behavior by being self-aware. I noticed I have an easier time connecting with people, but I get stuck on acquaintance level rather than something deeper. I do believe in my core that I am an interesting person. And as I am active in life, but I fail to express it to people in a fun way. Example situation one. 
one-on-one -on -one interaction with a girl, i.e. after nine to 12 dates, I tell, I, I tell, <laughs> that's already throwing me off. It's already throwing me off the fucking ship. I've already got walked off the plane here after nine to twelve dates. That's not an error. That cannot be an error. Well, there's already that's just like for those of that are not understanding why it's just I can't even I can't not address that before even finishing his message is because of the intense red flag there. And for those of you that are new to social Q and A, when we get through this context, I'm going to grill you uh, in the class discussion. I'm gonna be looking for feedback from you guys i want you to drop your answers in the chat and we're going to be looking at what's the issue with this how did you do this differently just that right there <sighs> so let me just start it again because i just that just took the wind out of me took the absolute wind out of me so he said example situation one one-on-one -on -one interaction with a girl i.e after nine to twelve dates i tend to observe that even if i'm connecting well with this girl she seems to find me in quotes not fun slash exciting not fun not exciting end quotes this is the case for in socializing in general too i've had a feedback on someone telling me i have a monotonous vibe which can connect deep but is not fun example situation two in groups i tend to be left out or my voice gets unheard to be more specific i have a lot of people liking me as an acquaintance but no haters as a result, no one goes really deep with me in terms of friendships or relationships. Is there a specific mindset I should develop to work on these two sides of mine? Thank you so much in advance for your immense value that has bestowed upon my life. Thank you very much, Sal. So, so not a long message, and this message is uh, but some, a lot of deep shit, a lot of stuff to actually uncover. This, this, could, this could go for a minute. But when I look at uh, his message overall, I actually had to reread it a couple of times because there is actually a contradiction within it. Um, are we going to bring up the contradiction first or are we just going to, maybe I'll just take you guys through the journey of it maybe see if you guys discover what the contradiction is. Yeah, we'll do that. Make it funner for you guys. Okay, so let's, let's drive this back to the top. So essentially what we have here is a guy who's out there working on himself it's got some issues with his life purpose. Didn't really want to bring that into this, but he's working on it. Let's just say that. And he's come to me saying that, F, here's the contradiction, but in general, he is never able to connect deeply with people, neither in one-on-ones or in social groups, because you guys just let me know if there's any interference in the mic. Like if you start hearing any beep, Beep. It's because my phone's too close to the mic. Just let me know because sometimes that happens. Um, what was that? One on one, can't get deeper, can't connect. Girls actually telling him after nine to twelve dates that he's boring and not not exciting. Well, essentially boring, not exciting, not fun. And then when he gets into social groups, his voice is not really heard, and he can't seem to establish himself as a presence within the group. So, hmm. Now, now we're faced with a question as to, okay, we'll just hit it off the bat. I was trying, there's the, the biggest red flag here is the nine to 12 dates. 
even though it doesn't seem relevant off the bat, it actually is if you start to unpack it a little bit more. So for those of you that are here in the live session right now, here's your first class question. When he says in his message to me regarding his inability to be fun and exciting, et cetera, et cetera, he's been developed and working on body language, focal projection and vibe. When he says to me, example situation one, one-on-one interaction with a girl. After nine to 12 dates, I tend to observe that even if I am connecting well with this girl, she seems to find me, in quotes, not fun slash not exciting. For those of you in the chat, here's your first question. Where, if you don't already know, because I've already said it, that the first red flag was the nine to 12 dates. But what's more important is what is the red flag about it? Why is that a red flag? What's the issue with not only his mindset, but his execution when he says, in a one-on-one interaction with a girl after nine to 12 dates, he observes that even if he is connecting well, I don't know what he means by that, but but she seems to find him not fun, not exciting. So there's actually, there's two things going on here. A real low-hanging fruit question just to get you guys started is, what's the issue with the nine to 12 dates? And we have to assume, like there, there is the potential that, he hasn't told me to what level of sexual progression is going on within these 9 to 12 dates. But I think it's pretty safe to assume that it's little to none because of the following statement in which that the girl seems to find him not fun, not exciting, but they connect well. So now, actually, this is good because this is starting to paint out a, a lot of Mr. Nice Guy, Mr. Nice Guy syndromes, a lot of nice guy effects. So... There's two questions here. The first one is the lowest hanging fruit, which is what is the issue with having nine to 12 dates in which that you feel like you're connecting well with the woman, but she's at the same time finding you not fun, not exciting, which what that really means, guys, is that there's not a lot of sexual progression going on. So that's question number one. And a lot of the regulars be able to just knock that out of the park immediately. But there's a more, there's a much deeper question, which is, Maybe maybe I'll just wait for you guys to answer the first one and I'll help lead you into the second one. But if you are a little bit more switched on this morning, there's a very obvious, or maybe not so obvious, but there is an issue that follows on from having nine to 12 dates, yet also correlating with not, not seen as fun or exciting. So there's two red flags here. There's two red flags here. So let's, let's see what we got. So uh, we've got the boy... We've got the boy who says, just call me Amar, love from the US. Okay, thank you, Amar. I'm not going to call you boy next door. <laughs> Amar, as I say, love the new cam. Thank you. Thank you for appreciating this crisp video quality. I appreciate that. Uh, here we go next. T says, revenge of the nerds Vader scene. What? I don't even know what that means. T- oh, you're referring to the thumbnail. I haven't seen that movie. But no, the, uh, the thumbnail is from Never Back Down. And uh, it's one of the, it's the scene that will give you a, it'll, you'll move, you'll move in that scene. It's a beautiful scene. Uh, Boy Next Door, hey, that was after that. Oh, Dan Loading One, aka Eric is up in here saying, yo, good to have you, Eric. Hopefully you're going to be switched on. Uh, Takumi comes in saying, if they're going on 12 dates, probably no escalation. So T's given that first answer to the first red flag. So T, yes, you're calling it out for what it is, but I've already said that. I've already said that if they're going on 9 to 12 dates, there's obviously not much sexual progression going on. But what's what's the issue? What's the problem with that? You've, you've, you've stated what it is or reiterated what I said, but you haven't given me what the issue is. So you need to tell me what the issue is with it. Uh, 
Jay New then comes in after it saying, so nine to 12 dates is a red flag because if he's being direct and present, then fun qualification should come easy and thus attraction. After all, if his strength is building comfort, he'll still be able to have her stay, but the dynamic will automatically have him be that puppy dog for her. Ha ha. Sorry about that disjointed reading. I was just zooming in because... Uh, Mars. Mars. Uh, so, Jay, when you say 9 to 12 is a red flag because if he's being direct and present, then fun qualification should come easy and thus attraction. I'm not entirely sure what you mean right there. So 9 to 12 is a red flag because if he's being direct and present, then fun... Like, I agree with what you're saying, that yes, if he's being direct and present, then fun qualification should come easy and thus attraction. Yeah. Yeah, but there's a much more obvious issue... You're, you're, you're talking about something a little bit different here. The most low, the lowest hanging fruit here is just what is the issue with having to what, when T said that probably no escalation going on in these nine to 12 dates. So I, I don't want to, I mean, this is, this is like, not, I don't want to get stuck on this because this is like, this is literally the olive on the entree. This is such a small thing, but you guys might be either overthinking. Jay, I think you are overthinking a little bit in your response. T kind of just said what I said, which is that there's no escalation going on. But think about what he said. He said that being on nine to 12 dates of girls with a girl one-on-one, she seems to connect well, but doesn't see me as fun or exciting. It- yeah, yeah, okay. I'll wait, I'll wait for someone to be a little bit more direct with their answer, a little more targeted. Otherwise, I'll just knock it out of the park because I don't want to get stuck on this. This is very straightforward. Uh, Eric then comes on saying, sounds like he's playing it too safe. Yes. Yes, Eric. Good. <laughs> playing to not lose instead of to win. No tension. And then if he's still doing the dates with no sparks, it makes me think that he doesn't have a ton of options. All right, so you're going many, many, many moves down the line. Uh, which we don't need to address yet, Eric, but you've already nailed it off the bat, which is the playing of it safe. Uh, if you guys have read the description of this YouTube live stream, you would already receive the answer in that. Uh, maybe if you had also read on the community post some of the principles we'll be talking about today. One of the major principles we're going to be talking on here, which uh, Eric has already has dived us nicely into, is the... Risk versus safe social behavior, right? Risk versus safe, whether you're willing to... Actually, I've already... If you were here right from the beginning, how I said that I'm going to be playing you guys some audio in field of mine, uh, juxtaposing when I played it safe, juxtaposing when and against when I took risks, right? When you look at this guy's story here, 9 to 12 dates, right? Been on 9 to 12 dates with a girl, seems to be connecting well, yet she doesn't seem as fun or exciting. What's the major problem here? The major problem is that if you're on 9 to 12 dates and there's been no sexual progression, what level of risk are you taking? And that's on one end. But on the other end is what level of leadership are you showing? Did any of you hit leading in there? Did any of you say leading? T, def- T, didn't say- T hasn't given us any follow-up. Did Jay say leading? He said if he's been direct. Well, Jay kind of alluded to it saying that if he's been direct and direct definitely infers leading. Yeah. So, well, anyways, and then uh, also Amar then came in afterwards saying there is no sexual tension and attraction since the first time met. He friend zoned himself, basically, which is actually, yeah, which is not bad, actually. 
uh, Ahmad, because what you're hinting towards there, a little build off of Eric's, um, and also Jay also mentioning the friend zone, or just being a Mr. Nice Guy, that yes, Mr. Nice Guys play it safe. Boring nerds play it safe. They do not take risks. And so, and so, but more so Eric, Eric gold medal straight up, nailed her off the bat in saying that sounds like he's playing it too safe, playing not to lose instead of, uh, playing to not lose instead of to win. And we're just going to pause that there. This is just the very beginning. I didn't want to get too deep on this one here, but just if you guys look at that, if any of you are currently in this situation, or maybe you've been in the situation, didn't learn from it, and it maybe that happens in the in the next uh, experience for you, nine to 12 dates is unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. Sal, if you're listening to this live, or if you're watching this in post on the post podcast, absolutely unacceptable. Maximum, unless she is the rarest of rarest nuanced situations in which that she's been real hurt. She's had a tremendous, as maybe Jay New would say, comprehensive hurt locker, a super effective, significant hurt locker in which that she's got a lot of pain inside and that even the idea of just, like, even you just trying to hug her is too much for her. Even you just trying to kiss her on the cheek is too much for her. These women definitely exist, but it is the two out of 10 situation. It is not your eight out of 10 consistency. So if this is a thing that's happening, like say you were one of my clients, Sal, and you told me you've been on nights to, actually I have had some other clients who have come to me with this type of extreme Mr. Nice Guys, Mr. Nice Guy, puppy dog syndrome, playing it safe mentality. And so in your attempt to connect well, and this is actually something that builds into the rest of your message, as you go on to say, as you go on to say, you notice you have an easier time connecting with people, but you get stuck on acquaintance level rather than something deeper. Okay, guys, next question in the chat then. Why do you, and that's actually, well, that's actually the next question that I had already alluded to, which is part one, we've just nailed it out the bat that nine to 12 dates, unacceptable because you're not taking enough risk. You're not willing to lead the interaction. And also, even if you say have been, like let's just counter all our bases here let's say you did attempt to escalate and you did attempt to lead but then she was one of those really really rare shy girls you're still fucking up because then you should have had the direct congruent authenticity to sit her down and say listen this is where i'm in life this is where you're at in life and now we need to make a decision i don't want to force you into anything i don't want to push you beyond your comfort zone but i need to know where you're at because i can't just assume or i can't just make guesses anymore you know, I feel like we spent enough time together. And I feel like at this stage, I've shown you that you can trust me. You can be comfortable with me. Please let me know if I haven't, if there's something I've done. But your proclivity to enter a next stage of me is now causing a block. And we need to understand why that is. Otherwise, we may as well just, you know, call it, call it what it is. We'll call it, we'll just be nice friends. We'll get a coffee once a month or something. And that's it. So even if like she was one of those very rare women who have just been very psychologically scarred and is just not willing to even hug someone. I've, I have met a couple of girls like this, but my experiences are not the average guy. <clears throat> I've met a lot more cold human beings than the average human being in this world. And so if I'm saying it's rare, then it's very rare. Like it's very rare. So moving on to the next question now, putting aside the fact that a lack of leadership, playing it safe in the uh, 9 to 12 dates, there's the next thing that he said. He stays on acquaintance level, isn't able to get deeper and connect with people and have people uh, want to, that also infers uh, wanting people to include him 
not only in the discussion on a group, but in a one-on-one, have a girl linger effect on him, be asking him out, chasing on him. Why do you guys think this might be? Next class question. When you look at that nature of playing it safe and that nature of the Mr. Nice Guy puppy dogness, also correlates with him not being able to get below acquaintance level now just going out in general. Why do you think that might be? Put, the, put your answers in the chat. This one is not so much a of a new red flag. It's a shoot off of the same red flag. Yet, if you can understand why someone who has nine to 12 dates and what would the mentality behind that would be, if you can understand that, then it makes a lot more sense as to why he can never get below acquaintance level. This is not so much me looking for one spark on answer as Eric gave me. There's many different ways of answering this question correctly. So do your best. Have a time with it. Drop your chats. Give me some zenny. And we'll see who gets we'll see who gets gold medal, okay? Mm. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna talk don't worry, we'll talk about parts of the Gabriel soon enough. We'll talk about Jack Sparrow, we'll talk about Captain Norrington. We'll play these audio infield clips soon enough, but we're just getting uh, we're just getting started here. And if you guys are up in this chat, enjoying this content, and you haven't dropped a thumbs up yet, uh, please go ahead and do that. That'll be most appreciated. Helps get the video sent out to the rest of the uh, community. Let's other people know what's on. Okay, let's go down. Let's do it. Okay, so we got Jay New with the first response saying, "Well, to specifically address the lack of linger effect." He's probably showing neediness as well as a lack of risk-taking. Jay, was that in response? I'm not sure when you posted that. Was that in response to this question? Because it doesn't seem as relevant. When he says, well, just specifically adjust the lack of linger effect, he's probably showing neediness as well as a lack of risk-taking. Do you mean that, do you mean that, is that in, in reference to the question of, that I just gave you guys, of why is it that people aren't able to go deeper with him and why he isn't able to get below acquaintance level? Is you saying is that answer in reference to that, Jay? Or did you post that well before? Because um, the context kind of changes it. We then get Takamu coming in here saying, I went on nine or 10 dates with my high school girlfriend before I kissed her. I was unwilling to be real and show my cards. So how could we go deeper in our connection if I'm not real and open? Very good. Very good. Excellent. See, I will come back to that in a second, but you've already nailed it. Excellent. Uh, Eric then came in pretty much straight afterwards. They almost hit it up immediately saying, pure guess. I think it's because he's being a nice guy and doesn't challenge or tease or disagree. There's no emotional charge or tension that makes others invest. So he isn't qualifying. Okay. So Eric, you've given a paragraph body to T's overall overarching answer. You two are on the exact same wavelength. You both got it correct. You almost came in identical, but T just got there first. And then, uh, okay, and then Jay knew just then saying, yeah, it was. So if we come back up to what Jay said, specifically just the lack of linger effect, he's probably showing neediness as well as lack of risk-taking. Yeah, that's true, but it's not very specific, Jay. It's very, very general. When T then goes on to say, he was unwilling to be real and show his cards. So that's a lot more specific than just saying a lack of risk-taking. So not that you're incorrect, Jay, but T's a lot more specific when he says that how could, 
how could we go deeper in our connection in reference to T and his high school girlfriend if he's not willing to be real and open? Eric then nicely expounds on that by saying that you know, by him being a nice guy, he's not challenging or teasing or disagreeing. So that's a micro underneath T's macro. The macro being that if you look at a guy who's taking, going on nine to 12 dates and yeah, he says he's connecting with her, but, and we can def, we can, we're just going to say, we're just going to say, even though I don't physically, I don't actually know, it's, I can't imagine a world in which that he's having sexual progression with this woman and the, and she still sees him as boring and not exciting and not fun. So you've got nine to 12 dates, no sexual progression going on. <clears throat> She resounds to him that, or it gives him the feeling that not very fun, not very exciting. Also, at the same time, in general groups, unable to get below acquaintance level or people in general, not even just groups, but one-on-one. And uh, and people just don't seem to want to include him in the discussion and he doesn't have a firm presence within it. On the macro, absolutely that if you are not taking risks, okay, that you're not really willing to show who you are. You're not willing to open up, lovely as T said there, not willing to open up and to be vulnerable in that sense. You're part of taking risks and part of being the fun lover, which we're going to start to dive in a little more versus this boring nerd fun lover. That's more of a seminar principle I want to get to a little bit later on, but very tactical here on this guy's story. But it's kind of organically building in that the fun lover is very vulnerable. If you guys think about someone like, here, here he comes in, here he comes in, let's go. If you guys think about someone like Jack Sparrow, this is why I said in the Bullshit Weekly in my newsletter, I'm going to be heavily referencing this. And I, re- I rewatched it this weekend in preparation for this session. You think about Jack and you're watching that movie. Part of what makes Jack so fun and so exciting is that the zero fucks given mentality, we're going to get to that later, but also extreme vulnerability in which that he just says what he says and he does what he does, regardless of what anyone thinks. It does not matter what anyone else thinks. He doesn't live his life to be concerned with the thoughts and opinions of others. And so that we actually get to see the true him. We always get to see the real him. And actually what's interesting rewatching that movie is that sometimes his jokes aren't funny. Sometimes he's like, it's, it's like some, there were a few lines in there where you're like, nah, that kind of missed the mark a little bit. But you still appreciate it and you don't feel bad about it you don't feel worse about him as a character or his being even if something misses because it was still him whereas if you guys are in a group scenario or you're in a one-on-one scenario and you make a joke but it wasn't a joke that was in congruence with you but it was a joke because you're trying to make someone else laugh or you're trying to impress someone else you were trying to do too much and you were not being congruent within yourself to yourself, then it feels really bad. I remember in high school, there were a couple guys that I just, you just eventually got to know them as the really bad joke guys. And it's just so cringy. You know that cringe feeling, but you don't cringe at a joke that misses or when someone does something stupid uh, or, you know, they kind of just fuck up if it's in alignment with who they are, if they're being open about themselves. And so if you can see this now to Sal, who's the guy who sent in this message, I want you to think about this, my friend. In your extremely Mr. Nice Guy vibe, and you're extremely, and we'll talk about the boring nerd in a second. We'll come in, that'll come in a second. But in your attempt to connect, nah, it's perfect. In your attempt to connect, you do very much little of it. Because when you try to connect with people, 
you starve that flow from yourself, right? That organic flow of who you actually are. And I'm going to mention the babies as well, right? When we talk about who you are, I don't, I've never seen a boring baby. Sal, I've never seen a boring baby. I've never seen a baby that doesn't know how to laugh, that doesn't know how to be itself, that doesn't know how to express, that doesn't know how to show full array, the full array of emotions from anger, sadness, depression, uh, extreme joy, and everything. Like they light up. I've never seen a baby that isn't able to look me in the eyes. That is an incredible point. I would love to know, Sal. I would love to get in person with you and to just note your eye contact, right? So to see how well you can penetrate to actually be there in front of someone to exchange who you are and receive who they are. Back and forward, these things. And when we're talking about these principles here, I want you to just not get, don't get too lost. All this going, oh, fuck, write that down, write that down. I'm going to work on that, I'm going to work on that. No, stay a little bit wide for me. We will get to a little more tactical micros when I start to play this audio in field because that's going to be very specific and very micro-tactical. But just on a macro, something that I really uh, appreciate, Takumiku, uh, for coming in with, and just being open and being able to show your real self. Boring nerds, oh, this is perfect. This is a great time to breathe this principle in. When you look at the boring nerd versus the fun lover, putting aside the playing the playing of safe and not taking risks, etc. But if you just look at those two things, boring nerd, fun lover. Have you guys ever met someone who is 100% one or the other? I haven't. It's contextual. Boring nerd, fun lover. What environment are you in that you are the boring nerd? What environment are you in that you are the fun lover? Extremely contextually based. You can actually, the first reference that comes to my mind here is when I'm interacting with a woman, especially on a day two. Especially on a day two, when you've got a girl who uh, is a little bit cold, not quite open yet, right? Because of the context and the environment at the beginning. We don't really know each other that very well yet. And especially when I sense girls that seem a little bit boring off the bat, a little bit analytical off the bat, very restricted, you know, very minding their P's and Q's. The thing that always runs through my mind is always, Adam, give her time. Give her time. Because the context and the environment can change. I always wonder, what is she like with her friends? Boring nerds, what are they like with their friends? Are they still boring nerds with their friends? Because boring nerd, when we start to define this term now, I don't want you to get your mind stuck on, oh, just reads books, the Poindexter, just just reading books. And uh, how about this? Fuck it, how about this? I was in Rundle Mall a couple of weeks ago, just uh, when I was actually picking up uh, this Joby tripod that's currently the camera city god. And opposite JB Hi-Fi is a store called Shin Tokyo. Shin Tokyo. And it is a hardcore anime shop basically just dedicated to anime they have figurines they have the merch you can buy the dvds you can buy manga in there right it's 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 a tiny store but it's it's that's all it is it's just anime and as i went in there there was like six i would say 15 year olds six 15 year old guys and these were the nerdiest of the nerds okay but but they weren't boring they were nerds but they weren't boring. 
like when I, I was just hearing the the nature of their discussion and and what they were just geeking out so hard they were having the geekiest conversation about their heroes in anime and one of them was just like mm, uh, I think that I think that Deku Kun is my hero and the other one goes like nah nah bro Naruto will always be my hero he's just the fucking best and they're just like going at it back and forward as to who their anime heroes are but like I'm making fun of them in their voices. <laughs> Actually, their voices probably sound very similar. But but they're like serious, dead serious about, about like these characters are the legitimate heroes in their lives. And I walked past going, I bet there is not any sexual interactions going on between them, between any of them. <laughs> I walk, That's the first thing that went into my mind is that I'm just like, these guys are going to have a rough time. Uh, having a sexual experience with a woman, getting into a sexual interaction. It's just the first thing that went through my mind. But then very soon after goes, but why am I smiling? It's like, but why, why do I feel good about this? Because there is a different type of group of nerds, boring group, uh, there you go, group of nerds in which that you're like, oh, come on guys, like give it a rest. Like if the if you see like a bunch of like, a bunch of nerds say like, in the super in the supermarket aisle and they're all debating over which one has more grams of carbs or which one has uh more bloody leucine in it or something and they're just like no no my professor said this and and you know it's like they're they're not they're they're, they're showing up like they're doing their nerd version of showing up in which that they're trying to prove who's more knowledgeable like that's the boring nerd the boring nerd is the guy that is trying to impress something outside of himself, right? Where he's trying to, like, we all know this from class. You know, the boy nerd who just has to answer absolutely every question, not because he's so passionate about answering the question, but because he's just trying to show people how much he knows. Like, that's a really, that's a huge turnoff, massive turnoff. Uh, it also goes for on dates as well. Guys, let me just throw you a quick, I know we're going all over the shop here. But don't worry, we're, we're aligned here. We're talking about this boring nerd. I just want to mention this. Oh, we've already gone off it. We've already fucking gone off it. What was I saying there? Whatever, we'll come back to it. Oh, the, 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 well, anyways, I was on the boring nerds versus fun nerds. There is a way to be nerdy about what you love, about what you really enjoy, and to actually excite people about that. And this is, uh, this is something that I've cultivated since leaving high school. I used to get so much shit from the other personal traders in the gym because I used to train to Disney music. I fucking love Disney movies. At, you know, right now, it's cool to like Disney movies. Like every girl in her Tinder profile, uh, at least every th- or online dating profile, has something to do with Disney. It's always a point you can connect on. It's kind of Disney's reached that point now in which that people who grew up with Disney are now roughly mid-20s, uh, late-20s. And so we all kind of get it. So it's kind of cool to, to mention your love for Disney. and it. But I've always loved Disney and I've never stopped loving Disney and I'll never not tell someone about it and I'll always geek out on it. But I'll do it in a way which is that I'm not really concerned of what you think about it. I don't care whether you agree with it or not. And I used to get so much shit because I used to train to Disney soundtracks while in the gym and the other personal trainers would give me so much shit for it. But I didn't give a fuck. Zero fucks mentality is starting to come in here. Zero fucks given. But we need to dial this back. We need to come back here. The boring nerd versus the fun lover. If you're thinking about our man who sent this DM in here. 
it's not so solidified in black and white. It is very much contextual based on the environment you're in. Nerds, when they're around nerds in their comfort zone, willing to be vulnerable, willing to be open, willing to take risks socially, behaviorally, to say things that yet yeah, could get flamed, to say things that could be zenny, could be money, or to things that could get absolutely flamed. And it is within that space of being willing to say something that could be money or that could be flamed. That's when you show someone who you really are and allow someone to connect. But when you always try and filter, you filter everything you say to make sure it's good, to make sure that it hits the mark, that it's not going to offend anyone. Oh, here we go. Here we go. The offensive stuff. We're going to start to get into this. I will take a pause and address some of you in the chat in just a second. But the... The, will, the willingness to offend someone. We talked about Jack Sparrow before. I'm heavily referencing right now. Jack Sparrow, the character, is not afraid to offend people. In fact, he's extremely offensive. And he will piss you off. He will piss you off. But the fun lovers and the people you actually like to be around, if you think about the people you actually enjoy your time with, think about the girls you enjoy your time with, think about the times if you've had a sexually, sexually a successfully sexual interaction... Was it all one tone? Was it all one line of energy? Was it all just nice and good the entire way through? No. When you're with your mates, is it one tone, one line of energy? No. It is ups and downs. It's peaks and valleys. There are, th- there are, times, there are times where you're going to say shit that you definitely wouldn't want your grandma uh, to be in on. You, don't, you definitely wouldn't, your ch- wouldn't want your children knowing that you had said that. But that's why they're your friends, because you could say that stuff and you know that you're not going to, there's that trust between you two. <clears throat> What's important here tactically now to move on from this point is that you need to start developing that trust in general. You want to, if you look at the contextual dependence on whether you're a boring nerd or a fun lover, you want to look at what environments do I spend most of my time in? Oh, Yes. I was going to bring this up before. I was going to bring up an old, 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 old school concept known as the HSP. Uh, the, I was going to quiz you guys. If any of you know what HSP means, uh, it's an old school philosophy, old school concept, I should say, that I developed right when I first started coaching. I haven't used it in a long time. But the HSP uh, directly applies to the contextual environment of your comfort levels, of whether you are going to be a boring nerd or a, a fun lover. And just to finish that point there is that we all have it within us. We all have the ability to be a fun lover or a boring nerd. It's based on comfort zone though. It's And there we organically segue into HSP. If any of you guys know what HSP is in the next three seconds, drop it in the chat while I get some water. Otherwise, I'm going to run into it. Because I don't want to move. I don't want to lose this. This is really important, especially for you nerds. And then I think straight after this, we're going to, yeah, straight after this, we're going to play these infield audio clips. Juxtaposing. Juxtaposing. So we've got someone in the chat here. Amar had come in saying, I think he is suppressing and sugarcoating his edge, not speaking his mind, which makes him a little bit untrustworthy. Yeah, bang on Amar. Just resounding what the other guys have said, but well said. Uh, Takumi then come in saying, ooh. I've done that before. Trying to connect stifles an authentic, easy connection. I had so much fun with my nerdy friends in school playing Minecraft and Pokemon. <laughs> okay, apart from the Pokemon and the Minecraft, 
points. Points on the board there, T, when you say trying to connect stifles an authentic, easy connection. When you forget about connecting, especially to Sal here, oh, don't worry, I'm going to get back to HSP, but none of you have dropped in the chat yet, which means probably you guys don't know. Uh, T has just come in saying his best guess at the HSP is the halal snack pack. <laughs> you know, T, no one in South Australia would know what you mean by halal snack pack. The only way I know what you mean is because I've obviously traveled to Melbourne and Sydney quite frequently to run boot camps, and my clients there will talk to me about the halal snack pack, which in South Australia, we refer to the halal snack pack as the AB. We refer to it as the ABs. I don't even know what AB stand for, but that's what we call it. Basically, guys, it's basically shredded gyros meat with chips and mayonnaise and sauce. That's basically the halal snack pack. Oh, boy. It's like a deconstructed gyros to a certain degree. Just not very high quality. Very low quality. Like, just absolute rubbish. But extreme comfort food. When you go out at night, you'll always be... You can you find yourself a halal snack pack. <laughs> or the ABs, as we call it down here. Okay, anyways, moving on. The HSP, what it actually stands for is the habitual state paradigm. And the reason why I wanted to mention this is because contextually, boring nerd versus fun lover, if it exists... If both polarities exist within us, then how do we spend more time in being the fun lover and not the boring nerd? If the potential for both of them exists, how can we spend more? Because I think we can all agree we don't really ever want to be in that boring nerd mindset. It's fine to be a nerd, just not a boring nerd. It's fine to be in love with the things that you love, just not in a way in which that you're trying to force that upon someone else, force that to try and connect with someone else. If you're doing it for the sake of doing it because you love doing it, that's a totally different thing. That's awesome. That's awesome. You can tell me that you're into Lego. Tell me that you're an absolute Lego building master, such as one of the 15-year-olds in the World Bowl Facebook group. Shout out to Mason. And if you love that and that's your thing, that's awesome. However, now we're getting off on a tangent here. Bring it back here. HSP, Habitual State Paradigm. What this means, and this is a concept I developed right when I first started coaching, is it's very simple, but it's quite, it's quite an easy way to understand what you spend most of your time doing and how that affects you feel. So the habitual state paradigm, very simply, as I just said, whatever you spend most of your time doing determines how you feel most of the time. If you spend most of your time analytically coding programs and spending tons of time deep, deep in analysis, not being creative, not being free-flowing, not expressing yourself sexually, not expressing yourself creatively, not willing to be and spending time in being offensive or the potential to be offensive, not spending time in learning to challenge, to tease, to go back and forward with a woman. And we're going to get some audio infield interactions where you're going to hear a lot of that in a second. But you're not, and you don't spend time taking risks. You don't spend time sitting in that water, in that uncomfortable water where you teeter on potentially turning someone off because you're being so real. You're being so direct, congruent, authentic that it's just so open, so vulnerable. There's no chest plate on anymore. There's no Kevlar on anymore. It's just your bare chest. And when people can see that, that's a very uncomfortable space to be in if you're not used to being there. Because it's essentially giving someone a clean green or a clean red. There's no ambiguity. There's no room for yellows. Whereas when you're a super Mr. Nice Guy puppy dog, 
who's always playing it safe. You're a Captain Norrington. Right? You're a Captain Norrington who's just, just stiff-collared and always doing everything by the book, giving every fuck, concerned with every fuck, not willing to take any risks. That's always yellow, bordering on red. You know, it's always yellow bordering on red. And what I mean by that is that, okay, actually, wait, that's for a completely different principle. Let's just stay with the yellow for that to keep your minds, I don't want to throw too many nuances here. That's just yellow, right? No one can either love you or hate you when you're always playing that game. When you're playing the Captain Norrington game of just play by the book, play by the book. Don't offend anyone. Don't take any risks. Just make sure everyone likes me. Make sure everyone likes me. And then... And so when he says in his message here, hang on, when he says in his message, I notice I have an easier time connecting with people, but I get stuck on the acquaintance level rather than something deeper. <clears throat> I do believe in my core that I am an interesting person and I'm active in life, but I fail to express it to people in a fun way. Well, there you go, Sal. Well, there you go. Now you can see why. Right? If you're always spending all of your time, your habitual state paradigm now, I mentioned, I give you a really easy example of the analytical coder versus the expressive artist, right? Boring nerd versus fun lover. But if we now make it very tactical to Sal, he says that he spends a lot of his time trying to connect with people, yet can never get below that. So in his very attempt to attempt to connect with people, he is not able to connect with people because he's not showing who he truly is. And that if he does truly believe inside that he is fun and that he just, but he can't express that. I can, when we go into these audio infield interactions and when I get into more micros of what you can do to start shifting from boring nerd to fun lover, analytical coding to expressive artist, right? When we start to get into exercises and little fun games that I like to play, because I was once here, like I relate big time to this guy. I used to be super boring. Like, and when I say super boring, contextually in front of a woman in groups, in front of a woman in groups. I was just like you, Sal. I used to be the guy around the round table in high school in which that I was playing eighth fiddle. I was eighth or ninth fiddle. You know, once eight other guys had got their opinions in and had got uh, their expression out, if there was even time left on the subject, I might be able to squeak out something. And yet I'd probably only be piggybacking or just saying something really nice uh, to be in agreement and agreeance with everyone else around the table. I, I, was, I used to be that guy. I used to be the ultimate Mr. Nice Guy. Uh, I'm going to show these, these interactions. I'm just, I'm waiting to pull the pin on these interactions. So I understand where you're coming from, and we will get to some exercise on how I transformed from that, but understanding your habitual state paradigm, that none of those exercises I'm going to give, none of the tactics that I'm going to go into are going to make any difference if that you don't start getting a real time. That's why I brought up the habitual state paradigm. If I spend all my time being super concerned, being Captain Norrington, giving every fuck, giving every fuck, right? So concerned with what other people have to think. And I never get any actual time or reps and give myself a chance to shift my habitual state paradigm to become the type of person that spends more time in expressing myself, being raw with myself and all other people. Then... This is, it's like a, I made, I once made a bootcamp recap called the true key to alpha masculinity. It's actually the same principle in which that true alpha masculinity is not something you have to turn on. It's not an action. It's not do this or say this, and then go back to living as 
this little shrimp, this little core fish magikarp just on the side. True alpha masculinity is something that you live and breathe. Fun lover, it's something that you live and breathe because it comes through reps over time and in which that those uncomfortable waters that I mentioned before start to become the comfortable water. There was a time in which that challenging a woman and disagreeing with her was a no-go. Absolute no-go for me. Wouldn't dare, wouldn't think about it because what if she doesn't like me then? What if I piss her off? Can't do that. Couldn't. Couldn't possibly offend someone. Couldn't possibly even take the risk of doing that because then what if they don't like me? But then in that pursuit, then no one loves you, as I think you can understand here. So that was me at one stage. But now that that feels inauthentic, incongruent, indirect. That feels toxic to me to even curtail my natural expression because I don't want to offend someone. Now, I offend people on the regular. On the daily, I offend people. And because this and this is a great little catch for you. This is a great little catch for you, which is to ask for forgiveness. Do not seek for permission. When I was, I think I was just beginning as a personal trainer and one of my PT managers or someone in the gym, maybe the general manager had said to me, had said that to me. He's like, Adam, because I was, because at that time I was a Mr. Nice guy. I was that boring nerd, Mr. Nice guy, always minding my P's and Q's. And I, which means that I would always seek for permission before I did anything. So I would never just take the initiative and lead into it. Even if potentially I was going to make a mistake, I'd always make sure that what I was about to do was the right thing to do. And so I'd always ask for Always ask first. Always seek for that permission first. And one time my general, I think it was, um, I can't remember his name. I can see his face. My general manager had said to me, like, because he was a real fucking, he was a real leader. He was like a real just fucking do it type of guy um, managing this uh, fitness first at the time. And he said to me, listen, Adam, just ask for forgiveness. Don't seek permission. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Because of course, that's the complete opposite paradigm of how I was living. I'm like, it's like, just play with that for a little while. And so, and, and make total sense. It's that there are very few things in this life, of course, barring causing injury to others psychologically or physically, but anything else save that can be repaired. Right? You, there's not so many things in this life, unless you're trying to be an outright dick, like saving for that. But, you know, like making a joke, making a tease, making a challenge, going in going the wrong direction potentially or stepping into somewhere that you shouldn't be, going into an area that you shouldn't be, etc. all these different things. There are very few things that you can't make up for by asking for forgiveness and saying, sorry, I didn't know. Sorry, I, I, listen, I see you're a little bit offended. I didn't, I didn't mean it that way. Right? And people are extremely forgiving, not only like in the in that environmental sense i said before of like listen you just just try one day just try walking into the first class lounge just try working into to a place you know it's supposed to be and just see what happens like you know it's not people aren't going to kill you for it but then more socially there's so much forgiveness to be had if you overstep the bounds and when it comes to sexual interactions now man you have no idea how much you can get away with there are, I had to take it down. I took down this infield uh, of a day game sessions too where it's towards the end and I'm talking with this very beautiful blonde girl and I essentially just say to her, no, not even essentially, just literally say to her, 
listen, I got to know if you're sexually satisfied right now, because if you're not, what you're saying right now doesn't make any sense. And I said that I said that to her point blank. And if you just look at that, you would go, no way can you say that? No way can you say that to a woman? She would slap you. She would throw you out the door. She would go and call the police. If you act, if you guys remember that interaction, if you've seen Day Game Sessions 2 enough, obviously it's not live anymore. But if you remember her reaction, just absolute feminine flutter. She got more attracted. She got more attracted. She got more lit up. Her flame got more uh, enraged from that. She was just, her body went all over. She was just crossing her legs back and forth, just going. She, she actually tried to change the subject. She couldn't handle it. But it was just... But just deep. It's amazing how when you step into this, I, I really don't care anymore, the zero fucks given mentality. And that if I really do make a huge mistake, I'll ask for forgiveness rather than seek for permission first. And I think that's something, Sal, that you could really take on here. So I think now is a good time to head in, to do something that we've never done in a live session before, which is which is to play some live audio infield. I'm not going to be showing the videos. They are actually video files, but uh, as I've taken down all the infield on my channel, that will not be the case today. So, but before I do, I just want to jump into the chat, just address some of you guys. If you guys are enjoying this content, make sure you hit that thumbs up down below. It helps support the channel. It's most appreciated. And we'll be getting to open Q&A in good time, but there's a lot more to unpack here. I definitely want to get to tactics, some games you can play to start showing yourself that it's okay to express and to potentially offend people to become that fun lover. And then maybe we'll start to talk about sexual. We might talk about the sexual space because we're currently stuck on initial interactions, but this goes much deeper to sexual expression when you're actually getting physically intimate with a woman. We might get a little bit deeper a little bit later on. See how you guys are feeling about it. Let me know if you would like to know more about that. Okay. And then Amar was the only one who's recently come in the chat saying, I don't know what HSP means, but what about the WAP though? The wireless access point, Amar. <laughs> the wireless access point. Hang on a second, Amar. Did you just change your username in this session? Because your username was boy next door at the beginning of this. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. HSP, habitual state paradigm. Whatever you spend most of your time doing determines how you feel most of the time. Mm. Yes, it's going to be very difficult. And that's the thing I was saying. Is it's going to be very difficult for you to make a transition from Captain Norrington to Jack Sparrow, from absolute fish to swashbuckler to boring nerd to fun lover. If you don't spend any of your time practicing that, oh fuck, if you don't spend any of your time in that water until that becomes comfortable for you. So now actually this is going to be perfect. Perfect. Comfortable waters. Let's talk about it. Okay. When we talk about interacting with a woman, uh, day games in the middle of the day, cold interaction, one of the most uncomfortable things you could ever do in your life. If you are not practiced at the art of going up to a random attractive woman, whether you are in the coconut oil aisle or you're on bloody uh, Heinley Street or you're down there on Swanson Street, and if you have never done this or if you have never even conceived of the idea and so it just doesn't even really register for you it is by far in my life experience the most intimidating nerve inducing anxiety racking experience to see an attractive woman and to go up to her and to be direct key point there being direct 
which means that you don't fake your intent. You don't say to her, you know, well, I need to know your opinion on how they create seedless watermelons. You don't hit her with the seedless watermelon tactics. Right? You don't hit her with what's the time. You don't hit her with where's bloody Federation Square. You hit her with, I thought you looked beautiful. And I was very random. I was walking down the street. I thought you looked gorgeous. And I had to say, hey, and you stick your goddamn hand out. You shake your hand. You say, my name's Adam. Right? When I was first beginning, I, I'm bringing myself into the vibes and the feels here. You know, it's just, I was the guy that was walking up and down the mall for two or three hours at a time, you know, wanting to speak to everyone, speaking to no one. I was the guy that would go home drenched in sweat, just shaking, absolutely shaking. I remember what it was like for cold approach to to not be comfortable, right? For the waters of interacting with a cold and human being to not be comfortable. So my, and what, if you just look at my habitual state paradigm, what was I spending most of my time doing? Not interacting with cold people, which means the principles of, of the, just learning to be a fun lover, learning to be creative, expressive, not seeking for permission, asking for forgiveness type mentality if it is required, which it never is. Basically never. Basically, maybe like I've, how many times I've had to ask for forgiveness in an actual cold interaction because I overstepped it? Maybe twice in thousands of interactions. Maybe twice did I say something so ridiculous that a girl wanted to walk away. But that was like way back, years and years ago. I, can't, I couldn't give you an example I could remember off by heart. And the principles of leading, direct, congruent, authentic leadership to infuse the interaction with sexual energy in which that the masculine and feminine can just dance, just dance, right? If I'm not spending my time doing that, if I'm not spending my time not caring about what other people think, right? Not caring about what the guy in the business who thought about when he walked by, not caring about what the little group of 17, 18 year old fucking bros, the fucking bros who saw you uh, approach this girl and they're like, oh, this guy's pushing this girl. holy shit. I was at the beach on the weekend. I saw a guy get shot down and oh, we got to get back to that. Guys, if I don't remember this, because it's not quite relevant to right now and it's going to come later, I was able to watch a cold approach uh, on the beach well, it wasn't a cold approach. It was a lukewarm approach. But but it was a guy and his two mates and his two mates bitched out and, and he went down there. He got shot down. But, but okay, we've got to get back to that story. It's a great story. Just remind me, it happened this weekend. They were like, <clears throat> it's probably 16 maybe, maybe 15-year-olds. It was perfect. I got to watch the whole thing. <clears throat> so just remind me of that story, the beach shoot down. Remind me of the beach shoot down if I do not get back to it. Okay, so. So, audio interaction. So, anyways, all I was saying there is that there was a time and a place I remember where my habitual state paradigm was not that of, yeah, cold approach is normal. And the only way to get there is getting there. The only way to get there is through the reps. So, what I want to do right now is play you guys some audio infield interactions. First time ever. Never done this on the podcast. And I... I just want to give you guys some context here. It's currently 11 a.m. I literally got home five minutes before starting this session. I was transferring the files to my phone. I didn't even eat post-workout. I just had an absolute session because it was more important to me to transfer these files to my phone to be able to play these audio interactions live than to go whip up a steak. So if I pass out in this session, you know why. Because I've done it. It's I'm fasted. 
I've done a huge sesh, but I'm riding on the energy of the universe right now because this is bloody br- brilliant. So what I'm going to do right now, oh, perfect. So I'm going to play this audio infield. These two clips, I'm going to juxtapose these two clips. The first one is unbelievably short. It's incredibly short, but there is a reason for it. And that's where we're going to get back to little class Q here. You guys are going to be engaged in this right now. I'm going to be asking you guys questions about these interactions. While I can see the interaction, you guys aren't going to be able to see it, but you're going to be able to hear it because I don't want the video on YouTube. But I think the audio should be fine. So I'll, I'll paint the context for you though. <clears throat> it's the middle of the day. Or it's probably early morning, I should say. I am running up to two girls. This first interaction is me uh, approaching a two set. I would say they're about 18 years old. They're pretty young. At the time, I'm probably 21 or maybe, maybe 20. Yeah, I think I'm about 21, 22 at the time. Approaching two girls, Caucasian girls, very attractive. Uh, And this is in Burke Street Mall in Melbourne. So for those of you who are in Melbourne, close to Elizabeth Street, just where the H&M building is. Okay. So I want to make sure this is loud enough. Guys, just let me know if it's not loud enough. I sh- it should be, but I just got to make sure I'm going to play the screen. So I want you to listen to this interaction. I'm going to replay it a couple times. I'm going to replay it a couple times because it's very, very short, but I just want you to listen to this, okay? All right, three, two, one, go. Hey, excuse me, guys. I just say something extremely random. It's a little bit of an awkward position, but I just saw you walking by and I thought you looked great today. And I just wanted to say hello. My name's Adam. Nice to meet you. Yeah, I didn't really come up with a plan. I just wanted to say hi. What are you guys up to? You have to go, yeah. You have to go. Okay, well, I hope you have a lovely day. Enjoy. Okay. So, you guys, just make sure... Can someone tell me in the chat that that was loud enough? I'm going to replay it a couple times because it's very short. But that right there is the first interaction of Adam in boring nerd, boring nerd mode. So I'm going to play it again because it was very short. But just make sure someone please let me know that it was loud enough. Okay, Infinite Paradox coming saying loud enough. Okay, so I'm going to replay it again. And then I'm going to ask you guys some questions. I'm going to ask you guys some questions. So again, the context, me, middle of the day, approaching two girls, okay? And by the way, when the audio cuts out, that's just me muting their names because this is a video. So go ahead and listen to this again. Pay really close attention to me and not them. At least for the next question I'm about to ask you. Hey, excuse me, guys. I just say something extremely random. It's a little bit of an awkward position. But I just saw you walking by and I thought you looked great today. And I just wanted to say hello. My name's Adam. Nice to meet you. Yeah, I didn't really come up with a plan. I just wanted to say hi. What are you guys up to? You have to go. Yeah. You have to go. Okay. Well, I hope you have a lovely day. Enjoy. Okay. Question number one. What's the biggest red flag in that interaction? Why is that boring nerd mode? What was I not doing? This is the most important question. What was I not doing in that interaction that in a following interaction you are going to hear? But what, what was I not doing in that interaction that is the number one, the number one that determines this is boring nerd mode. That I can't, I'm not going to say any more than that, but 
We've already talked about this principle. We've already discussed this principle in this session. So let me know in the chat, put your answers in the chat. And then we're going to go over their response in the next question. But you just look at Adam's 50 because we always look at our 50 first. What was I not doing that led for this to be a very boring interaction? What was I not doing and not willing to do as well? Put it up in the chat. We've got a whole bunch of people up in here saying that the volume's fine. Thank you very much, my friends. Okay, first answer comes in from Tikun. Mr. Takumi saying investments before qualification. Absolutely. Absolutely. I went into investment before qualification, which for those of you that are not clued in, is the absolute uh, abomination of of masculine to feminine polarity, absolute abomination of constructing the frame of an interaction because I gave up the frame. Oh, I'm not going to say any more than that because um, T hasn't actually hit the nail on the head here. Well, he has, but he's hit the explanation of the nail on the head. Uh, there's, a, there's a term. There's something that I was not willing to do within it, but investment before qualification, absolutely. But T, question for you is that what was I not willing to do that led me into investment instead of qualification? That's a question for you. Distract on says starting conversation. I don't know what you mean. It's just two words. Uh, so you, I don't even know what that means. Uh, anyways, Eric then goes on to say, I think T hit it. No risk. Bang. Eric nails it saying, uh, not challenge, no challenge, no spark. It's still better than mine. Though it's still better than mine. Okay. Uh, but Eric, you hit the key word, no risk. What was I not willing to do in that interaction? I was not willing to take a risk, not only on taking control of the interaction, but not willing to risk offending them and taking them out of their day. Now, I want you to listen back to what they responded with, because there's a moment in this interaction, and it's a moment that happens in every interaction, in which that you are offered a, it's a fork in the road. It's, are you going to take control and the risks that are associated with taking control, or are you not? So the next question, I'm actually going to ask you guys a question before playing the interaction now. I want you to isolate for me, what was that moment? What was the moment that I passed up on that I chose I am not willing to take a risk here? I'm not willing to take a leading risk here. So listen to that and you're going to be able to hear it in their response because that's the moment that gives the that gives rise to the moment. So listen to the interaction and let's see and you're going to want to pay more attention to their voices. At what moment did I pass up on the risk and that I effectively chose to be the boring nerd instead of the fun lover? Let's see what moment that was. Hey, excuse me, guys. I just say something extremely random. It's a little bit of an awkward position. I just saw you walking by, and I thought you looked great today. And I just wanted to say hello. My name's Adam. Nice to meet you. Yeah, I didn't really come up with a plan. <laughs> I just wanted to say hi. What are you guys up to? Oh, we have to go. Yeah. You have to go. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope you have a lovely day. Thank you. Enjoy. Okay. You have to be a connoisseur of social dynamics to get this, but I, I just want to see if any of you get it. Uh, it's it's not as easy as you think it is, though. So the question was: At what stage in the interaction did I pass up on the? essentially going to qualification instead of investment, aka 
being a Mr. Nice Guy puppy dog, not willing to take a risk, that led to the interaction ending. What moment was that? Got a few uh, answers up in here. Jay New had come in saying, I agree with the lack of qualification. MR said leading the convo. Oh, we already nailed that. We've already moved on to the next question. Uh, let's take the interaction somewhere and try to close. Okay, so the first answer to this question is from Jay New saying, in quotes, I just wanted to say hello. I'm going to have to reference your answers here. Nice to meet you. Yeah, I didn't really come up with a plan. <laughs> I just wanted to say hi. What are you guys up to? Okay, Jay. You have to give me an explanation. You have to tell me why. So Jay's first response is saying that he feels like the moment that I passed up on taking a risk and leading was when I said, I just wanted to say hey. Right, technically is what I said is I just wanted to say hey. So Jay, tell me why. Explain why in that moment and what led to that. Because you could be correct based on your reason. You've actually given the correct answer, but I need to know the reason behind it because you could be giving the correct answer for the wrong reason, as we always discuss in these discussion in these uh, Q and A's. So Amar then come in saying when you ask them what are they up to? Ooh, Amar. So you've been tripped up here. You've hit the tripwire. So Amar, what's beautiful about this is that you took the easy bait. You're definitely correct that when I ask them, what are they up to? What does that signify? I'm not willing to build the interaction, that I'm not willing to slow down, pause, and to then go in and qualify. You're 100% correct. But that actually wasn't the beginning of it. That's not where it stemmed. There was something that happened before it, which is what Jay News had said. And when Jay had said, I just wanted to say, hey, and then there was a moment there. But depending on Jay's reasoning, he could be wrong. So, but if any of you thought that it was because it was the moment in which that, when I asked them, what are they up to? That's definitely a mistake, but it wasn't the first mistake. So that's something for you to jump on right there. Distraction then said, when you said you, when you said you have to go. No, well before that, Distraction. Well, 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 well before that. That's way later in the interaction. That was definitely a mistake as well but that's only a mistake as a result of a mistake. So that's way down the line. Uh, you're looking way too late in the interaction. Eric happened well before that. Eric said, I just wanted to say hi. So Eric has hit the same point as Jay and Eric, you'd have to explain to me why. Because it's not enough just to say at what moment. Now now you have to tell me why you think it is that moment. Okay? T then coming in saying, what are you guys up to? And then which the other two, we've got to go now. So T, you're incorrect for the same reason that Amar is. Well, you're definitely correct that it's a mistake, but it wasn't the first mistake. It wasn't what led, there was something that led to that, which Jay and Eric have hit on, or maybe they've hit on. They've hit on the right moment, just they need to give me an answer. Uh, Cry Like Wolf comes in saying, I just want to say hi. So again, Cry, you need to give me a reason for why you think that is. Uh, Jay News says, you could have said something you noticed about them to qualify them and keep going. You lo- lost off your paths with that statement. You closed off your paths with that statement. Okay. So Jay has come in for an explanation. Jay thinks that the mistake initially happened at I just wanted to say hello and that's what led to uh, the interaction going to the downhill because not willing to take a risk right there. But what he's saying is that it was that moment because 
you could have said something to them that would go into qualification and keep going. Let's hear it back one more time. Nice to meet you. Yeah, I didn't really come up with a plan. <laughs> I just wanted to say hi. What are you guys up to? Boom. So it's a very quick moment. It's like a it's a split second. But I'm hoping that I'm hoping that T and the rest of you that thought it's when I said, what are you guys up to? Is that why that's incorrect? Is because of why Johnny is correct. When I said to them, listen, I didn't come up with much of a plan. Beautiful. That's present. It's real. Right? It's allowing me to steady myself. And you can hear the smile in my voice. That's fine. They respond positively. They respond in a way that, and that's how you know it's real because they both start giggling. They both start feminine flutter. So that's fine. That's a green tick. But it's when I go immediately into, and I just want to say, hi, what are you guys up to? But the, what are you guys up to came after. And it was a result of an issue that stemmed before that in which that, what was I not willing to do? Slow it down. Take a pause. Breathe them in. Okay. Now, I think this is about you. I see this about you. I'm feeling this is kind of about you. Actually, you kind of look like this, but you don't look like that. So what am I painting right there? Qualification. I rushed. And when you rush, it is very hard to get present and qualifying with a woman. So I went default into my natural state, which is Mr. Nice Guy. What are you guys up to? You know, because I've coached uh, so many boot camps, so many different clients, broken down countless hundreds and thousands of hours of infield. This is the how it always happens. If you struggle with qualification, which in this interaction I did, uh, and this is years and years and years ago, this interaction that was filmed. If you struggle with it, this is a key point that happens in all of them. There's always an a pass. There's always a, a fork in the road in which that you are presented with an opportunity to either go the qualifying, leading, take a risk, Jack Sparrow, let's fucking light it up here and let's potentially offend someone right here. That path or I'm going to be a Mr. Nice Guy, ask them to build the interaction, not take any risks, be really nice about it, and uh, have a nice interaction. But there's always a moment at which it first presents itself. In that interaction, when I said that, yo, uh, I didn't really come up much of a plan, boom. That moment, that's the pass. When I said I didn't come up much of a plan, and they kind of just laugh and giggle, boom. You now have a decision. Do I now breathe and qualify? And go into, all right, right, you do look a little bit insane. Actually, you look a little bit crazy as well. Should I ever be talking to you right now? I've never said those words ever before in that way ever before because I was literally just visualizing those two girls as I saw the video. But that would have been a tremendous hard left into leading, masculine vibe, taking control, fun, taking a risk. What did I just say there? I said that, actually, you look a little bit insane. You look a little bit crazy. That's a huge risk because I'm risking potentially offending them of them being like, what? Who do you think you're... Of course, that's never going to happen because of experience, but, but it's, it's, it's challenging. It's teasing. It's going to create a bit of friction. But in order to spark a flame, we are going to need to create some friction. What did I do? No friction. I took hard right. And I said, so what are you guys up to? How much risk is there in what are you guys up to? How much risk is there in asking them to build the interaction? How much risk is there in not taking a pause and just going straight and keep talking, just motor mouth and keep talking. No risk, which means no friction potential, which means no flame. Okay. 
We're getting some hardcore micros here. Hardcore micros. Now, I wanted to paint that. Uh, now, it's not that you can't recover from a mistake. A lot of my clients, especially on a boot camp, uh, they'll learn, they learn over time how to recover from mistakes. Because as you can see, they didn't, and well, actually, you couldn't see. But in that interaction, the girls didn't just walk away. They didn't just go, all right, see you. Did they? What did they say? Oh, we have to go now. So looping could have been used. And what does that indicate is that if a woman doesn't want to be there, she won't be there. These two were saying, we have to go now, but they were still there, which means that they give you an opportunity to recover, to make, to repair from your mistake. If I had then woken up and gone, oh shit, hang on a second, hang on, just before you do go, I feel this about you. I think this about you. You look like this type of girl, this type of, et cetera. So recover back into where you should have been, aka qualification. That's fine. It's fine to make mistakes. You just need to slow down in order to be present enough to read that you made a mistake in that interaction. Now, I will give some context just to be, I didn't want to be too nice to myself, but that was the beginning of a session, right? That was like interaction two, years and years ago, okay? And so very. And if I played interactions later on from the session, it'd be a totally different story, but I wanted to choose an interaction that clearly painted when you choose to not take a risk, what happens? It leads you down a momentum path. So like people like T, people like uh, Distracon, people like Cry Like, or well, maybe it wasn't Cry Like Wolf. Whoever, all of you guys that said that it was when the issue was when I went into an investment question of, hi, what are you guys up to today? Or even a little bit later interaction. Now that's where you guys make, if you're breaking down your own interactions, you made a huge mistake if you think that's where it began. It begins before that. Those were mistakes as a result of a mistake which Jay, uh, Jay had come in quite nicely uh, with as well. And then Eric actually just reading up here. Eric had also come in with an explanation for his answer saying why he thought it was, I just wanted to say, hey. He said the issue is because you had already said hi. There was nothing for them to play off and invest. You asked them what they were up to about them having to do anything. Yeah, not quite on the money there, Eric. Just saying to a woman, um, I just want to say hey. Um, it's not necessarily the issue. Right, the words not the issue. The energy behind that was fine. The issue was that not willing to take a risk, not willing to uh, go and be present, slow it down, and qualify. Okay, and issues obviously stem from there. Uh, we got some other people up in here. So what we're going to do next is play an interaction that does it the right way. And this is a great interaction. This is, uh, leads to a beautiful instant date that I actually end up uh, meeting one of his one of her friends actually afterwards. End up close getting exchanging details of her while her friend is standing there, a male friend. Uh, ben Highland's up in here. Ben, hi. Up in here saying, Ben, hi, up in here saying, uh, he just got here and would your intention be the missed focal point or failure to lead past the initial hello? Oh, we've already addressed that now, Ben, so hopefully you can see that. Definitely uh, the, inter- the failure to lead, 100%. And if a paradox coming and saying, I didn't come with a plan, not being direct enough. Uh, not quite, no. It was very direct off the bat, saying that I thought you looked great. Um, anyone after this? Distraction saying, oh, because it's like you're asking her for value rather than sharing. Yeah, not quite distract on. It could be seen like that if that was a dark mentality. That's not the mentality I was coming from. The mentality was that just not willing to take risks, just not willing to lead, just wanted to be a Mr. Nice Guy, couldn't handle the pressure, was not comfortable in the uncomfortability. At that stage, not comfortable yet, Okay. Jay coming in saying, I was actually trying to teach one of my friends this concept and my words, 
that made his head turn were, in quotes, burn your boats and take no prisoners. Hmm. Very aggressive. Very aggressive. <laughs> but I see your point. Takumi coming in saying, just as a side point about, in quotes, if a woman doesn't want to be there, she won't be there, in quotes, that doesn't seem to apply to sexual assault cases or abuse. Of course, too. As if you even have to say that, mate. As if you even have to say that. When I say that, if a woman doesn't want to be there, she won't be there. Uh, we're talking very specifically about micro interactions here. We're not talking about larger issues of sexual abuse. I know you're probably trying to cover for the absolute, but I mean, I'm not going to ruin a point by uh, having to cover for that nuance. Like if you're that type of guy who would take that and say, oh, well, this guy said it's okay. Of course, that's a, we're talking about it being a well understood positive interaction. Okay, let's go here. So what I'm going to do now is play the second interaction in which is many, many, many years later. This interaction is actually just last year this interaction was recorded. And this was this was also very early in the day. This is only interaction. I, actually, this, is, I, this was a second. I just had an instant day before this. And so I'll play you guys the context. We're not going to play the full interaction. We're just going to play the part. Just know that the interaction leads to a full walking instant day. I eventually go across the street of her. Her male friend meets up with her. And, and we're just like, I introduced myself to him, of course, but I end up just closing her there in front of him. And he just kind of just stands there, just silent. And uh, as it should be, if you're in control of the frame. So now I want you guys to listen to this interaction. Oh, by the way, also, just also, how much fun was being had by myself in that previous interaction? Very little, very little, very tense. You couldn't really hear a lot of, a lot of awesomeness in my voice. Because I was, I was very concerned with being nice. There's not a lot of fun in that last interaction, was there? So now when you listen to this interaction, there's a lot of points for us to break down of this interaction. But we're going to start with a macro point of that. Of I want you guys to focus on the macro of willing to take risk versus not willing to take risk. And just look at what happens. Look what happens in this interaction. Or listen to what happens in this interaction when risks are willing to be taken. So I'll play it from the very beginning. Let me give you guys a context. This is on a very, very busy street on Flinders Street, actually, in Melbourne. Uh, it's down by a train station. Lots of people, very tight. There's a lot of people here. And she's walking by. It's a tall, blonde woman, very attractive, much older. Those last two girls were like 18. This woman's probably minimum 30. She might be early 30s. And uh, is there anything else you need to know about this? Just just because I know you can't see it, very tight. So I don't have enough room to get a full direct stop, which I did in the last one. Uh, I have to come on on a 45 here because there's people who are shoulder to shoulder. Okay, so listen to this. Excuse me, miss. Yes? Something very random. I just saw you walking by. Yes. I thought you looked real cute today. Oh, thank so that's you. That's when it comes to hey. Oh, thank you. My yeah. name's Adam. I'm Alex. Alex. Yes. You are. Uh, your eyelashes are throwing me off. <laughs> like the gold. <laughs> Where have you been? Have you been at like a festival or something? No, no, it's just me. <laughs> it's just you. Yes. This is your everyday chill. Uh, not every day. It was 
right there as you can see complete opposite of the initial interaction and what just happened there at the end was that once i had done with investment i had enough investment i said oh we're kind of in the way which means i moved her to the side and we began our little bubble there in the beginnings of an instant day which then goes on to us to walk to a different place and then exchange digits and close after that so it's a really nice instant day with this uh, beautiful beautiful polish woman okay let's get back to the question though that's just what happens in the rest of interaction. But let's go back to the beginning. What's the major difference? What's the major difference between that interaction and the initial one in regards to taking risk? And it's it's like this is easy, like because you've already we've already unpacked how it's not to be done. Now you've just heard an absolute ten out of ten execution on how it should be done. And uh, I must say, this woman is way more attractive than the other two as well. So, and that's a huge point of how the more attractive the woman, the better your interactions are. Absolutely. We can, that's a whole different principle we'll get to later. But just when you guys listen to that, what was being done, right? What was being done in that interaction that led for absolute success, that led for that? I mean, just compare it to the first one. Just drop Sanders in the chat. It shouldn't take too long. It should be very, very obvious if you were paying attention. Uh, But that's, uh, yeah, it's key. That's absolutely key. So what do we got up here in this chat? T. Tuckamere coming in saying, yeah, fair enough. I was just reading about Tinder Day rape in the news this morning, which disturbed me. Oh, that's why he brought up the sexual abuse thing. Yeah, T, when I say that, I'm not going to bring this up again. We'll move on from it. It's a nuance that's related to direct interactions, okay? Uh, distract on then coming on saying, yeah, I was going to say that you sounded bored. Uh, I wasn't bored in that interaction at all. <clears throat> um, and then he goes on to say that one sounded lit. Uh, he was talking about the previous interaction, but that this new one sounded lit. Amar comes in saying taking risks. Okay, Amar, that's true. However, not specific enough. Of course, I'm taking risks in it. But how? How am I taking risks? Give me a specific example in that interaction. I might play it back again if you need to. But think about the interaction. Think about the nature of what I was saying. Why? How was I, how was I taking risks? How was I taking risks? He then went on saying qualifying and challenging. How was I qualifying? How was I challenging? 
But this is, you've got to underpin it. You've definitely given the correct title, but now you need to give me the reason, the specific underneath it. Johnny Nguyen then comes and saying, beginning to end, you're just lighting her up. Truth. Uh, that was almost all qualification with present investment being allowed here and there as well. So Jay, absolutely correct. I was absolutely lighting her up and I did not take my foot off the pedal. I stayed in the pocket. However, however, same issue as distract uh, as Amar, which is that how was I lighting her up? When you say it was almost all qualification, just give me a specific, give me an example, because you may well know what that is in your mind, but an absolute beginner might not. So I'm always thinking about those who don't even understand what you're saying means. What does he mean? Just lighten her up and just almost all qualification. Now, also, by the way, Jay, I paused that interaction. That interaction goes for 15, 20 minutes. That was only the first couple minutes where you just get to see the very beginning of qualification and then you hear me slide into a very deep bubble of investment in which that hey we're going to move to the side here now yeah now actually tell me about this cookbook and then you'll hear the energy drop but this is not a podcast on the balance between qualification investment so i'm not going to play the rest of the interaction um but that was just the beginning my friend that's just the beginning uh eric then comes and saying teased about them eyelashes and said they were ridiculous that was the risk Nailed it, Eric. Nailed it. He then went on to say, and then you kept teasing on other points, the book, the accent. So Eric is, again, with the zenny. Eric comes in with a zenny, which is the specifics, which tells us exactly what, how were the risks being taken. When I told, like, off the bat, after I told her, of course, in the open, context and intent, you know, just walking by, thought you looked real cute, had to say hey. So she knows it's a direct interaction. She's like, oh, thank you so much. Now, straight into it, the, imp- the passe, the passe is presented as was presented in the previous interaction, in which that I had a opportunity to either go left or go right, to either start qualifying, aka taking risks, challenging her, teasing her, saying things that could potentially, potentially be offensive, to really speak my mind, to be my direct, congruent, and authentic self, and just express. I have that option, or I have the other option of asking her to build the interaction, to not take any risks, not cause any friction. And so it's always just a really nice interaction that probably doesn't go anywhere. Definitely does not go anywhere, except for being friends. So that same fork in the road is presented. In every interaction, it is always presented. Yet in this interaction, let's just, just, for, just because Eric fucking nailed that, let's just hear back. Eric, specifically to you, or for anyone that didn't get it, Listen for the impasse, or the passe, I should say. That was not an impasse. Listen to the fork in the road in which that I chose to not do what I did in the previous interaction and that what I did choose to do led to absolute success. Hey, chill. Oh, thank you. My name's Adam. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. Excuse me, miss. Yes? Something very random. I just saw you walking by. Yes. I thought you looked real cute today. Oh, thank so that's you. That's when it comes to hey. Oh, thank you. My yeah. name's Adam. I'm Alex. Alex. Yes. You are, your eyelashes are throwing me off. <laughs> like, the gold? <laughs> Where have you been? Have you been at like a festival or something? No, no, it's just me. <laughs> it's just you. Yes. This is your everyday chill. Okay. Eric, because you're really on the money here, you're really on point, please tell me at which point was the pass presented 
to go left or to go right? Which was it presented? And see, Eric, don't get confused like maybe some of the other guys got in the chat in thinking that it was a little bit later down the line. Think about the earliest point. Because remember, that's the pass. All momentum leads from the pass. Your very first decision in which you chose, I'm going to create, I'm going to create a risk, I'm going to take friction here, or I'm not going to do that, I'm going to play it safe. What was that first moment? What was that first moment that that was presented and then acted upon? Hit me up, hit me up in chat because I think you're you're the most switched on with this in terms of in terms of understanding and perceiving it, at least with this interaction particularly, because no one else gave that level of specifics, which is awesome. Distract on and then come on saying you took a second to look at her and be like, I know this is about you. Interesting. Absolutely, that's what presence is. That's what qualification is. And when you are present, qualification just comes out effortless. Distract on. Did it ever feel like I was trying in that interaction? Did I ever feel like I was forcing anything? Did it sound like I was having a lot of fun? No, no, and yes. That's what happens when you're present. Adam, how do you become present in an interaction with an absolutely stunning woman in front of you? Habitual state paradigm. You can't just take what I just said and then just go out and whip it out today. No, if you that's the result of a lot of time spent, a lot of reps. That interaction you guys just heard was years later compared to the first one. The first one is one you guys have never even seen. It's an interaction I've never even put online. That was well back before I was even professionally coaching. Right, that was me in my development stages, the interaction number one. Not when I was, that interaction number two is me in full-blown coaching stage uh, just late last year. Okay. Eric is coming with the answer, the follow-up. Uh, to my question of where was the pass? Where was the first moment in which that the correct level of risk was acted upon, executed on, that true masculine to feminine polarity was set and that the masculine frame was set or maybe was or potentially could not have been the past. We're talking about the past here. Eric comes in saying, once she said her name and then the way you repeated it. Yeah, as I'm talking about, Eric. Yes, I knew you would get it. I knew you would get it. Yes, because that makes me so happy because I you, you were... It would have been so easy for you to go, oh, it was when you said the eyelashes thing because that's what other guys got wrong in the previous interaction. Other guys in the previous interaction had said that the moment it went wrong was when you had said, uh, oh, so what are you guys up to today? But that wasn't the pass. That was a mistake that happened down the pass. Right? When you made that, when I made the, a mistake right at the back, but the first mistake in the first interaction began the very beginning was when I didn't take that moment to just pause and breathe and go into qualification after having said, you know, I didn't really come with much of a plan. And then I rushed into, so what are you guys up to today? But the what are you guys up to today was already a mistake once the path had been chosen. So why you fucking lit me up there was because you got it correct. You fucking nailed it bit because I'm sure a lot of the guys in the chat were thinking, were trying to answer the question for you going, oh no, he made the right decision when he said, Oh, your eyelashes throw me off because that's what sounds like the first qualification. That sounds like the first qualifying statement. And it's the first obvious one, but it's not the first one. That was a result of having made a decision to go down that pass. For those that aren't quite getting it, I'm going to play it one more time 
Because if you look at Eric's answer, Eric said, once she said her name, listen to how I respond. That is when the decision is made. Okay, we're going six gear, masculine energy. We're going to lead here. We're going to take some risks. It is not when I give that first qualifying statement of eyelashes. Eyelashes comes as a result of making a decision to go down that path. Please study carefully. Excuse me, miss. Yes? Something very random. I just saw you walking by. Yes? I thought you looked real cute today. Oh, thank so that's you. That's when it comes to hey. Oh, thank you. My name's Adam. I'm Alex. Alex? Yes. You are... Done. Done. When she, uh, she goes, my name's Adam. Oh, and she said, what's your name? My name's Alex. What was my response? Alex? It wasn't, oh, hey. Oh, nice to meet you, Alex. Or, or even just not even that. Or just like, oh, so what are you up to today? It was that. Um, what's your name? My name's Alex. My name's Alex. 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 Listen to the tonality. Alex, as in like I'm not approving of it. I'm going what? No, no. Because normally, actually, a lot of the times when a girl tells me her name, because that's one of the first things she verbally gives you her name. That's one of the first things you can qualify on. Because like, does your name match you or not? And that's a lot of the times if you listen to my interactions and going, hang on a second, you don't look like it now. So that's what I was essentially saying there, which is that I went, Alex, right? But then something took me even well beyond that because I could have followed on with Alex and just grilled her on that, which still would have been going down the line, right? But I went off of that because something caught me in the eye, which is that the fact that she had gold glitter all over her eyes, like she just come over a festival. But it wasn't the gold glitter. It wasn't the eyelashes that was qualifying that was the choice to go into, I'm take a risk, I'm going to be the fun lover, I'm going to light this girl up. The very moment was that when she told me her name, the pass was how I reacted to that. There was a pause. There was a pause which allowed me to make a choice. You really need to just, one more time, one more time, you need to study that pause. And then I'll play the previous interaction and then that will just hit it home for you. Study the pause. Hey, excuse me, miss. Yes? Something very random. I just saw you walking by. Yes? I thought you looked real cute today. Oh, thank so that's you. when it comes to hey. Oh, thank you. My yeah. name's Adam. I'm Alex. Alex. Yes. You are... Your eyelash... My name's Alex. Alex. There's only one way I could come out with Alex like that and for that to be registered right because it's present. Because I had to literally be there in the moment in front of her and go, and if you can't see the video, but my head turns and he goes, hmm, what? Now I want you guys to listen to the exact same pass. Listen to the same pass moment, but with the decision is a completely different decision. Listen to this. This is interaction number one, where it didn't go right. Nice to meet you. Yeah, I didn't really come up with a plan. I just wanted to say hi. What are you guys up to? Boom. I didn't really come up with a plan. That was fine. They responded nice and presently because that was present. They giggle and I go straight into, yeah, so what are you guys up to? You know, I said, what are you guys up to? There was no pause, which means I'm in here. Whenever you say, what are you guys up to? Like that, in that rushed mentality, and especially in that stage of the interaction where it's the last thing you should be doing, what are you, what, what's happening to you? You're in your mind. 
What was I doing there? I was trying to think of what to say. I wasn't there in front of them. I wasn't present. So qualification was never an option. Qualification can only come when you're present in the moment. So then when you flipped interaction too, when she tells me her name's Alex, and I'm like, Alex, right? That's already decisions made, but I gave myself a pause. And it is the subtlest of micro, it's, it's, a, it's less than a second. But the, the difference between taking a pause when you're presented with the pass to take a risk or to not take a risk, the difference between whether you do take the risk or don't take the risk is a pause. And this is something that my bootcamp clients know to the cows come home. Because, you know, on bootcamp, we, I'll record all the interactions, we break it down like this to this degree, and then they'll eventually get to see that when they do it right, it's a commonality amongst all interactions. When you go into qualification and you are present with a woman, there is always a pause because you make a decision. Now, at a certain point, it's a subconscious decision. In interaction number two, it's subconscious. It's so natural. It's just the way I am in which that I'm going to grill you. I'm going to go into qualification. I'm not going to ask you, what are you up to today? I don't give a shit. I want to know why you look so goddamn crazy right now. I want to get into you, right? But that's... That's not how it always used to be, which is why I wanted to show you that first interaction from years and years ago in which I wasn't comfortable yet. I was still I was still very much trying to be the Mr. Nice Guy, have nice interactions, not willing to be, not willing to offend. And then you see when I make all of these teasing judgments about this blonde, attractive Polish woman, did she ever react poorly? Did she ever become angry, disapproving? No. She only became more attracted. Now, for Sal, right, the guy who sent me that initial message, I hope you can see this now, that it is very hard to actually offend someone, especially when your intent is good. Because what is my intent? My intent is to create a masculine to feminine polarity here, to just fucking light her up and have a good time. So if I say anything offensive in that moment you know like I, I played so much of her veganness you know i'm just like well you're wearing tights you got glitter on your you must be vegan right and we and we laugh now vegan that's a very touchy issue with a lot of people but the intent behind it is that we're joking we're having fun so i'm gonna say some things that are risky i'm gonna take some risks here that ignites the flame between me and this woman and then once that's done and i've had enough you hear in the interaction i say okay you, you notice that I make a subconscious decision at this stage. Back in the day, I used to be conscious. Okay, qualification's done here. Move it to the side. We go to a, a rail guard on the side and we chill. And then if you listen to the rest of the interaction, it just chills. It gets very, very normal. And I basically shut up for the rest of the interaction. Five minutes goes by after just normal chit chat. And then I say, yeah, listen, we'll go for a quick walk. Let's do it. We walk, we go down, we go down to the... Uh, uh, down to her near to her hotel and then her male friend meets her at the front and I'm just like well listen we're going to meet up another time okay this might be this will be worth you guys listening to I'll just play the very end of interaction number two just so you hear how it ends thank you very much my friends for diving into this episode of social Q&A live hope you enjoyed it hope you had a great time and just before you run off don't forget that guided meditation eternal energy has now been released now available at boldojo.com dive into who you are and evolve beyond you can also pick up the ebook book one-on-one skype coaching all at boldojo.com donate anything you wish through the paypal links or the boldojo podcast uh, donation link all of that's tremendously appreciated and i'd also love your feedback on this session 
whether you want to actually i'd most appreciate your feedback on the actual youtube videos itself if you go into youtube drop your comments there that's probably the best way it really just helps support the channel and i always uh, i actually source the next episodes of social q a from the previous episodes of q a i often just look at the comments and often find really good uh, ideas for topics there so if you got a suggestion for a future social q a that we can kick things off with just head over to the youtube channel at the bowl and uh, drop it down there get engaged subscribe to the channel support what's going on here and that would be uh, tremendously appreciated with that being said i wish you all the absolute best in your lives much peace and much joy